It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, everyone. Welcome into Trot's Talk. Yes, it is New Year's Eve, wrapping up 2023. Hope the holiday racing period is going well for you. Gee, there's been some action. Both sides of the Alps from where I am, based here in Christchurch. Of course, the Southern Circuit well underway and a very important race meeting tonight at Alexandra Park to wrap up the harness season. An eight-race card there gets underway at 4.25 and does feature the Lincoln Farms 2023 Franklin Cup. They go around for $60,000 at 10 minutes past seven. And then the Majestic Horse Floats a Green Lane Cup will wrap up season 2023. Joined on the line by, well, a co-trainer of uh, a number of runners there today in Steve Telford. Morning to you, Steve. Yeah, morning, Greg. How you doing, mate? Excellent, thank you. Thanks so much for your time. A season that I guess you guys will reflect on. It's clearly not your best numerically, but there's been a few changes, including your new southern base, which I've spun around in the car prior to you basically setting up there. And looking forward to seeing the product that does come out of there, because much like your facility in the north, um, well, it's a replica, isn't it? So uh, it's magnificent for the horses, and I'm sure you're going to get the results that reflect that. Yeah, look, it, it is. Stocky's put a lot of work into it, and, um, you know, to be honest, it might even be better than our one up here. But, um, um, yeah, no, it's um, got a number of advantages, and, um, you know, the, the, the boys and the staff down there are really looking forward to, um, you know, getting the horses out of there. What is the story, mate? Is, is everything moved there now? Is, is that the base? Have you moved away from Dancing on Moonlight? And, and um, you know, what sort of numbers will be coming out of that Canterbury base? Yeah, look, they, uh, they've um, pretty much all the racehorses, three-quarters of the team are there, um, and there was just some, some babies still, at um, some young ones left at Dancing on Moonlight, but um, pretty much through January um, they'll, they'll be moved permanently, um, permanently, all of them over to the to the stables so look they've got um they've got about um between 45 and 50 horses down there of their own um of which um there's about 32 or 33 um yearlings turning two-year-olds so um a lot of young a lot of young um a lot of young stuff and long young stock and early two-year-olds to uh hopefully be at the races from from uh, probably january february yeah, well, that's exciting, isn't it? It always is, I know, when yeah. you get those uh, yeah. horses and, and, and you see them develop from um, when you bought them at the sales through to break-in yeah. time to, to then getting them off the place. Um, yeah, it's a great time of year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, you know, I really enjoy it, mate, seeing the, um, seeing the young ones improve and which ones step up to the mark and which ones surprise you. And, um, you know, there's a few that don't, but, um, you know, it's, um, yeah, just, uh, it's quite enjoyable seeing, how, seeing the progress they make. Group one success with uh, Artie by the seaside, the the best of the year. Yeah, yeah, you know all the without a doubt the group one races are always at the top. So um, we're featured in a lot of them, and and she was uh, she was lucky enough to um, lucky enough to to get one for us this year. So um, been a really consistent filly, and um, you know done a great job. I think um, Mike Kenneth has sold half of her to uh, Greg Bond, and um, she's going to shift out to um, Perth. Um, 
probably in the next week or 10 days. All right. Well, that's a bit of news I didn't know. So um, sorry to see her go. But, uh, yeah, she's done a magnificent yep. job for you guys. And obviously that oat success on Grand Prix Day uh, was a clear yep. highlight after, <clears throat> excuse me, multiple placings uh, against the absolute best. Right, let's get into your chances today, Telf. Uh, delightful reality in race number three. And, of course, Joshua Dickey, a uh, recent addition, if you like, to the uh, the Telfa team. Uh, looking forward to seeing him driving your many of your team in the north. Yeah, no, so are we, mate. So are we. So, um, yeah, starts off today with delightful reality. Um, a good run first up to second. Last week in a small field, she was, she was um, very disappointing, actually, for a fourth. Um, since then, you know, we've, we've, um, we've um, treated her knees and um, her training's been back, back to being very strong. So um, on her training and the way she has been over the last week, I would expect her to run, run, a, run a good race, mate. All right, look forward to seeing her in the third. You found the key to DJ Rock, goes round in race number four, uh, although under the conditions has to cop the wide front row draw, but certainly racing very well. Yeah, really uh, honest horse, um, strong horse. Um, the eighth barrier makes it um, difficult. He's come from barrier one or two over the last few, so um, he's going to have to get around the whole field. But um, if he can, um, if he can get himself close to the 400, um, yeah, they'll they'll know he's there at the finish. He's uh, training well and seems in a in the right frame of mind at the moment. Brecon Farms Juvenile Classic is race number five, and you've got half the field, so let's go through them in race book order. Twister from Barrier One with Benjamin Butcher. Yeah, look, he's had no luck in a few of his starts. He's been knocked over a few sites, but uh, look, he's a really honest horse, um, good manners. Um, you know, he'll probably get out of the gate and keep a forward position. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect him to be too far away from the leader, and, and from there he should run a good race. Of course, he is a Brecon product, too, being out of a double twist. Uh, what about Major Secret, who's drawn right alongside, um, was in the trail and getting a good run and then got it all wrong first up? Yeah, look, he did. Um, Alicia said he was travelling very strongly at the time, probably too strongly, um, and um, just over-racing a little bit, waiting for the sprint lane. So um, we've made a few gear changes, taken the blinds off him and um, just made a few, few changes on him. Um, his work's been very strong and uh, can get out of the gate. So um, I would expect him to probably be the most forward of our four, to be honest. All right, so that's Major Secret in the two. You've got the next couple as well. What about me's on debut by Lazarus out of Dreaming Spires? There's plenty of breeding there. What's he showing you? Yeah, look, he's, yeah, look, he's shown us quite a bit. Um, he is still still quite a green horse, um, probably here for experience. Um so um, I, I think he's one that will get better with a few races um, and um, we're looking forward to seeing what he can do after two or three starts. But uh, for today, it's probably a learning curve for him and I'll probably look for him in, in his next start or the one after. And Cash Keepers out of the Group 1 winner, Elusive Chick. Uh, Maury Mack takes the drive and I thought first up, there wasn't too much to be disappointed about. Of course, uh, that was in behind race rival, you're doing amazing sweaty. Yeah, no, look, he is. He's, he's quite a strong horse. Um, he had to sit parked and he, he toughed it out pretty well. So, um, yeah, look, he's um, he, he's still learning as well. Um, and um, I, I probably think that Major Secret's probably just a little bit more forward of, of, of those two. But um, I think he will develop into a, a nice horse um, after a few more starts and a bit more experience, Greg. All right, All-American Lover is the last of your team. Goes around the Lincoln Farms 2023 Franklin Cup. I thought her two runs, her last two runs, uh, have had a lot of merit uh, in behind Mickey Shan. And then, of course, her defence 
uh, of the Queen of Hearts. Uh, it's never easy. The mayor's taking on the boys. Uh, she only gets 15 metres off what is the country's leading pacer. I'm sure you'd agree with that in Akuta. Uh, but she's in terrific form and, and she deserves her spot in this field. And I suppose the next question is, what do you do with her post this race? Yeah, look, um, yeah, no, she gets 15 off um, Akuta. Um, you know, she's proven to be the benchmark. Um, look, she's great from the stand. Um, I do expect her to step fairly quickly and be be quite handy. Um, she's very adaptable, Greg. She's a lovely race mare. She tries her best. Um, she's got speed. She can tough it out, um, you know, and, and I think that puts her in the race. Whether she's good enough to beat them, you know, that's perhaps questionable, but I'm sure she'll run a, run a great race for us um, today. Um, after today, mate, she's, she's booked to go back to Christchurch and um, she'll... Um, She'll start in the two mares races at the end of January, early February um, for her. So, look, we'll, we'll breed from her eventually, but um, she's racing well at the moment and um, she'll be a great addition to our broodmare band. But um, she's racing well at the moment and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just probably keep racing her for a button around, around Canterbury and, and see what's available. Yep, Premier Mears and, of course, the Breeders' Stakes. Uh, I, I just love the way she races. You're right, she tries so hard. Um, she's so competitive every time she goes round, and you're absolutely right about her standing start, man, as she can really step. It wouldn't surprise me if she uh, got well in front of her main rivals early on. What's the best of, of the team in today for you and Amanda? Um... Yeah, probably made the secret, to be honest, mate. In the two-year-old race, yeah, look, he was he was travelling travelling strongly behind the winner of the race last week. Um, I expect him probably be in a forward position, and with the changes um, with the changes we've made, I, I think he'll be quite competitive. All right, looking forward to seeing him race five, number two, major secret for Team Telfer. Hey, really appreciate your time. Uh, you've given up a lot to us uh, on Trot's Talk and on the box seat and those sort of programs uh, over the year. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more, Steve, with the numbers that you've got and, and the quality as well. So um, you uh, have, you, Jill, and all the team there uh, at Stonewall have a good day today. Um, welcome in the new year, and we look forward to seeing you in 2024. Okay, thanks, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. That's uh, Steve Telfer, Steve and Amanda, uh, the brother and sister combination, of course. Uh, Steve partner, Jill, who puts together all the syndicates. Uh, and the big Steve, Steve Stockman, who puts up the bread, puts up the money to buy these horses and, uh, and has set up these establishments. They're a massive part of our game, and uh, we really appreciate uh, them giving their time to us with... Uh, an insight into how their team might go today. All right, you're with Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Time to, for us to take a short break. And on the other side, we're going to catch up with uh, a young guy doing some good things. His name is Matty White. Welcome back into Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for all of the form. Your tips are there, all the videos, everything you need to know about this great sport of harness racing, including where we are racing, and of course we race at Alexandra Park starting this afternoon at 4.25. A man who's got several chances there and has had a pretty good season, to be absolutely fair, is uh, trainer driver Matthew White. Morning to you, Matty. Uh, morning, Greg. 2023's been pretty good to you, mate. When you look back over it, I suppose it was a red-letter night at Addington Raceway where you won a couple of New Zealand bloodstock Harness Millions with uh, Coastal Babe and Paramount Kiwi. It's the one that stands out, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's probably the highlight of the year, Mac. Um, you know, I was just I was lucky enough to to drive some nice horses this year and and pick up some nice races. And um, 
yeah, just really grateful for the support and, and um, yeah, look, look to sort of build on that for 2024. Yeah, well, there are a couple of horses I'm sure you'll be looking forward to getting back on. And, you know, Mick, that's Michael Guerin. He used to be on the show. It's Greg now. <laughs> Anyway, you do talk to Mick quite often up there, I'm sure. So uh, we'll we'll let you off with that one, uh, Maddie. But um, training wise, you you're now settled in there uh, where John Dickey is and, and enjoying that, I'm sure. And the horses will be enjoying it. It's a wonderful facility, isn't it? It is. It's it's great facility, Greg. It's um you know it, it's well set up and um yeah we're really uh, pleased that we made the move and and um, settled in well and and it's just been. Plain sailing, really, since we've been here. Maddie, how many have you got on work there? I got sixteen at the moment. Yeah. Is that about where trouble. you want to be? Are you still got a, a bit of room for some more, or what? What is your optimum number? Yeah, a bit more room. I, I think if we sort of got up to twenty, it'd sort of, you know, we could handle that pretty well and um, sort of stick around there. But, um, Does yielding yeah, sales? Yelling sales time is that is that a time that you, you you're looking to replenish the stocks and have you got some orders? Yeah, I've got a got a couple couple orders, so which is good. Um, yeah, and I sort of always sort of try and buy one on spec and, and get some owners into. Um, so, so yeah, so that that's quite pleasing and um, it's always an exciting time leading up to the sales and and you know if you can get what you want, uh, it's good. All right, so what do you look for? Well, we've got well, you, may as well ask you. I'm always intrigued as to what is the most important thing for you. Is it is it what you see, the product in front of you? Is it is it page? Is it type? You know, what 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 is the number one thing in the Matthew White book? Uh, it's probably it's a bit of everything, really, Greg. Um, sort of like, you know, a little bit limited um, is... You know the price range that we're buying, and so um, you know that comes down to it as well, um, getting them for the right price, and, and you know getting them for the budget that we're that we've got. So um, yeah, but definitely um, definitely type like you know they've got to be a nice type. All right, I should have said budget at the top because that's most people's start point, isn't it? So we should have, we should have yeah. made that the number 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 one. All right, people haven't got the budget that they had at the start of 2023 because they've spent it on a whole lot of other things, but they want to replenish the stocks at Alexandra Park this afternoon. Let's get into some of your chances, and we do start in race number two with Lou Baby. This one for Stephen Reid comes up with a good barrier draw this week. Yeah, that's right, uh, Greg. He's been a bit hit and miss. Um, probably, you know, all in all, he's been a bit disappointing, Simon. But um, in, in saying that, he hasn't had a draw where he's been able to lead, and he, he does feel like he'd be a good front runner. So, um, you know, I'd like to hold the top if I can, and uh, and you know, just let him do his own thing, and and hopefully we see the best of him. All right, he's four dollars and fifty cents in race number two, out of Alexandra Park this afternoon. When I texted you earlier in the week for the box seat, you said Dom Toretto was your best winning chance in the next week or so. Has that changed? No, not really, Greg. Um, yeah, like this, you know, it's only a small field, so uh, it's a good run first up at Cambridge, and you know, you'd think he'd sort of improve a little bit on that, and um. Yeah, so they can be a little bit tricky, these small fields, but, 
you know, quite often they can be sitting sprint jobs. But, um, yeah, he's definitely sort of going to get his chance from there. And I'm sort of not really too worried about any of the others, to be fair. Um, but, they, you know, they're probably a sort of even bunch. Yep, looks a terrific chance, does Dom Toretto, race three, number six, currently at around $3.50. That one for Brian and Gareth Hughes, and you drive man down for them in race number four as well. Yeah, um, yeah it's a good even field, this. A uh, few chances in it, so, um, you know, it comes up with a good draw, but, um, yeah, he'd probably sort of need everything his own way, I think, to, to finish in the finish, but um, he's a sort of horse, I think, if... The sort of harder they go, the, the better he is. Um, so, you know, it sort of looks like there could be a bit of speed on in that race. So, yeah, like, uh, just, you know, he probably just looked for him to sort of go a good race, really. Yeah, he's not well handicapped, given it. It's a, a brief draw, obviously, and he's uh, one of the lighter-rated horses in it. Let's go to a first starter for Robert and Jenna Dunn, Mac Pack. Watched his trial a couple of times now, Maddie, and he couldn't have gone much better. They don't often hook to the outside uh, at Pookie and charge home like that, so um, he must be some sort of a chance from a draw where he's inside those that have won a race. Yeah, for sure, yeah. He, he did get home nice in that trial. Um, yeah, it's quite a step up, I think, uh, you know, quality-wise into today, but um, and his, his form had been a little bit mixed trials down south but um he did give a nice feel though and uh you know if he can he, he's still got a bit to learn but um yeah he, he's just sort of same if he if he gets around in one piece and and just gets a nice run and and we can use his speed um it'd be interesting to see how he goes yeah he's got a bit of breeding by better's delight out of lady antebellum a, a combination that uh, his full brother and sisters the likes of need you now uh, hey bartender, those sort of horses. So, um, yep, look forward to seeing what Mac Pack can do today with a view to the future. The River Boy is in probably the hottest race of the day, away from star horses uh, like Akuta, but this box seat hot to trot final is a very good one, as it should be, Maddie, for 50000 And the River Boy has found a way to win a race. It took him a wee while, but now he's winning them. Well, he's won three out of his last four. Yeah, he's probably found his mojo a bit. Greg, um, yeah, he's, he's sort of quite a big horse, so he's probably taking a bit of time just to mature. But um, yeah, he's and he's like he's loving it up here. He's he's eating everything and he's settling really well. So um, yeah, good good tough win. I thought a couple of weeks ago, I think in twenty seven, is right up his alley. Um, but you know, it is it's a great race because there's a lot of chances in it and. Um, and, and yeah, there's you know it's a big field, so there's going to be a bit of traffic. But if uh, if we can sort of get him into the right spot, and um, you know, I think he'll be there about. All right, it looks a good each way chance in that. And Bark takes on the country's best pacer in a cootery. Gets a start off him, along with the likes of Don't Stop Dreaming, Old Town Road, and All American Lover. And I thought he found the line really nicely behind Mickey Shan. It's it's a little bit like a couple of your other drives today. It is a decent step up, but um, he, he's one, the harder they do go, the better he does go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, uh, he, you know, he's racing great. He's, um, his last two starts, he's, he's really got home with a bit of purpose. So, um, yeah, I suppose today, you know, if he can step away good and, and probably get across to the markers somewhere and, you know, that would be sort of best hope 
probably, you know, finishing as close as he can to those sort of horses or, or, or beating them. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I think he's, you know, he's probably probably realistically a better, better place chance. But, um, yeah, certainly, certainly a nice horse and, and he's going to pick up race or two over the, over the summer, you'd think. He can sort of probably get away from Akuta and Old Town Road and those, those ones. All right, half a dozen drives there today. Do we stick with your box seat tip and Dom Toretto? Is that the best? Yeah, I think so, Greg. Yeah, yeah. He's only got four four oppositions, so uh, yeah, he's he's my best best chance. All right, I see he's into three dollars as well. Hey, Maddie, really appreciate your time uh, this morning on Trots Talk. Uh, congratulations on the season. Looking forward to seeing what you can uh, do in twenty twenty four, and good luck at the upcoming New Zealand Bloodstock yearling sales. You're right; it is an exciting time. It's an opportunity uh, for you to replenish the stocks, and and I'm sure if there's anyone out there thinking about getting a horse uh, the way your team is going, um, young guy with uh, with some pretty lofty ambitions, um, wouldn't be the worst way to go. So appreciate your time, Matty. Thanks, Greg, and all the best for the new year. All right, that's uh, Matthew White talking us through his uh, chances at Alexandra Park tonight. The half a dozen that he's got in Dom Toretto certainly does look the best of those. All right, short break here on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. On the other side, we'll talk to one of the kings of trotting. Yeah, we've got a couple in this country. PC Nen is one. He got two wins yesterday at Reefton. Phil Williamson will be looking to do the same when his team head to Omakau. Welcome back in to Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Joined on the line by, uh, well, one of the favourites here on the show, Philip Williamson. Phil, as he's known uh, around the land, and of course uh, he's in the deep south uh, today because uh, his team are domiciled down there. Well, he's domiciled at Omaru anyway. Um, morning to you, Philip. How you going, Greg? Excellent, thank you. Uh, how's the summer season treating you? I know it's a, a magnificent time of year down there, getting on the circuit and catching up with a whole lot of people you probably only see one time a year, but um, it, it is really one of the institutions of trotting, the, the southern circuit, isn't it? Yeah, well, the thing is, over the holiday period, you get into the relaxed mode as well, Greg, and uh, you've got more time to, to have a yarn to the people rather than hello as you go past, so... From that point of view, and you know, Christmas and New Year, it, it's a great time of the year for all New Zealanders. I think we're pretty lucky here, and um, you know, the racing family, uh, we all sort of get on well together, so it's great. 40 wins for the season. I reckon you'd be pretty happy with that, Phil. If you'd said at the start of 2023 you'd get to that number, you would have ticked that box. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought I'd do that, Greg. Every now and again, you got on a wee bit of a run, and uh. You know, everything seems to fall into place and uh, one or two of the horses were a graded right to progress and, um, yeah, that, that's how how it's panned out. We have had a, had a good year with the numbers that we have. We're down to about, well, we've got um, 12 up here with us and uh, that's the whole team at the moment. So, um, no, we're going, we're, we're, they're all racehorses. So, um, yeah, that, that's a help. We'll just have to get them ready to race and um, not trying to educate any. <laughs> Empire City towards the back end of the city certain uh, season rather certainly provided you with some uh, terrific thrills in that last uh, Group 1 winning performance. Uh, with the wee man, Ricky May, sitting in the bike, was pretty special, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was. You know, since Ricky's um, uh, accident, or whatever, however you like to put it, his, his uh, health scare, um, it was his first Group 1 back, which I didn't realise. So um, it was nice to do it, um, you know, with one of our horses. Um, he's been a 
long-time friend of everybody in the racing game pretty much and um, me no less so um, and Beth no, the family we're all, all thrilled to see that happen and uh, the wee mare she's, she's been uh, she just got that wee bit of class that you need to have to go to that group one level Yep, absolutely, and you know all about uh, winning those sort of races. Hayward, let's get into your chances at Omakau on Tuesday. Uh, the first of those is Storm Cloud. A couple of placings in its last three starts, so uh, there's definitely a win there. Yeah, definitely coming up to Greg, I think. She was um, went really well last start, actually. She um, raced in a gold trip final, and she um, mostly there was only one other maiden in it, so... Um, she went a really nice race. She was, she was somewhat unlucky in that race. So I think if she um, got a nice trip, she's a great each-way chance. All right, let's go to race uh, number seven. Multiple chances in this, including one that the country's leading rainsman tipped out on the box seat, our Pinocchio. He said, next time, I think this horse will be winning. Now, you've got a few in this. Uh, she's a gift. Missile, who was awesome at Invercargill, and Majestic Love as well, who I thought first up was a was a meritorious performance too. So has Blair Orange got it right, or is there a, another of your four chances that you think will be the best chance? Yeah, well, he's probably going to bring the manners reliability to the race, but I think on, on sheer talent, she's a gift is the best horse in the race, of ours anyway. And uh, you know she could she could easily he could easily see her going past him I think as was the case fresh up so her performance fresh up was excellent too I don't think she'd raced since about February or March had she not uh, over a year yeah I think it was Greg yeah 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 I'm not exactly sure but a, a fair fair break she'd had but um, no pretty talented horse her just manner issues like um, there was a false start she got away great the first time and. As sometimes happens, the next time she bungled the start, and um, you know her sectionals uh, the other day were amazing. But sometimes when horses are chasing, they go times that you know you wouldn't believe they could go, and um, you know that's just uh, uh, what can happen when when horses miss away. They can actually be running some pretty amazing times in the chasing business, but it doesn't really mean that that means they'll go and uh, blow them away next start. But if she did it right, um, definitely the one to beat. All right, so she's a gift, the best of your four in there. What about Aroha Kenny? Uh, takes its place in the eighth on the program. Has been going around against uh, the group horses, of course, and uh, Nathan down to uh, to drive Aroha Kenny for you. Uh, what sort of hope do you uh, think uh, she's got in race number eight? Greg, uh, she'd be our best chance of the day, I think. Uh... Uh, okay. she'll, she'll be. A, I think I wouldn't like to label a uh, sure winner, but um, I think she'll be winning. Yes. All right. Well, she's got the quality, as we know. You wouldn't have put her in those sort of races uh, if you didn't think that she could. Of course, she was placed on show day in the first on the program from memory behind Mr. Love. Let's go to these two free for allers that um, will be quite happy to see. Well, not see an old stablemate, if you like, in Oscar Bonavina. Loving the port and majestic man go around in the free-for-all trot. And they're both racing in, in terrific form. They're just finding one that's just a bit faster at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, Oscar's, um, he's a mighty horse. And, um, you know, we are we're, uh, haven't had a wee association with him in the early days. Proud to see him doing such a great job for the owners who, who forked out a bit for him. So, um you know, Roy was in him and now um, taken over by, I think, Mark might have his share. But, you know, been uh, been a great horse and um, 
yeah, he's going uh, really, really good. So anywhere he goes um, in the trotting business at the moment, he's very hard to beat. Seems to be staying uh, uh, sound as ever, so that's the key. And um, our two uh, definitely uh, be happy not to see him. <laughs> yeah, um, which is the I best of them, them this week, mate? What do you think? Well, the draws are a wee bit tricky for um, Majestic Man, but he's got the quality. I actually think I'd be saying him of the two, but um, the other fellas has is, is, uh, definitely got a chance. But I think from the draws, um, even though he's out wide, Majestic Man loves the gate, gate racing, and um, while he's good from a stand, I think he's he's the one that got to beat. All right. Of your team, you've pretty much told us Araha Kenny in race number eight uh, is the best of those. And season highlight, it's going to be hard to go past Love in the Ports' uh, winning performance, of course, uh, in the Row Cup. Yeah, yeah, that was a great thrill for for everybody. You know, if you go away on a campaign with a couple of horses and and you pull off a, a one of our um, major races in the in the calendar year, um, yeah, it's it's a massive thrill. Um, yeah. It really was a good thrill. Um, got a great run and um, able to capitalise on the day. And it comes down to on the day. Obviously, Muscle Mountain blew the start and went phenomenal. But it's in the book. And, um, no, the year's been very good, Greg. All right. Really appreciate your time uh, this morning, Phil. Uh, go well at Omicare. I'm sure the team will race uh, as they always do with, with great credit. And um, wish you and Bev and all the family, everyone that's down there, uh, a fantastic new year. And, uh, yeah, hope uh, hope things go your way in a couple of days' time. Yeah, no, thanks, Greg. Looking forward to the day. Um, you know, we just need the weather because it can be awesome. And uh, but if we get a beautiful day. It's a, it's a great place to be. And the crowds seem to come to these... Um, holiday Christmas periods when um, most of the public are uh, having a holiday. Yep, exactly. Good on you, Phil. Really appreciate it. Uh, that's Phil Williamson uh, there uh, from uh, his southern base uh, down there. Pretty sure they base themselves at Cromwell and a uh, big old team that they do have in at Omicare. So from Phil Williamson, we're going to Tim Williams, and this is what he did at the Motokarara meeting a couple of days ago. They turn for home, dashing major, Ultimeteor a neck away, trying to level up, Leicester running on but seven lengths away, then Don Murrow from Just Hotter, Ultimeteor got on by dashing major, better be sharp sees daylight from Don Murrow, Ultimeteor at the 100 leads at a length from dashing major, Woodbine Rocks jumping out of the ground but it's too late, the feature is all over, it's going to Stonewall Stud, Ultimeteor won it by a length and a half, beat dashing major, Woodbine Rocks and better be sharp, kiss the girls. So Ulta Meteor taking out the Paul Remick joinery uh, Christmas Cup there, driven by Tim Williams off the back of his run in the Derby. Tim, you had a bit of confidence going in there, but he had to be the best horse. You worked around, sat outside them, and he was too strong. As I say, morning to you. Morning, Greg. You know, really wrapped with the horse's run. Obviously, um, you know, stepping out of the Derby, it was uh, you know, good to get him back in his grade and you know, a good confidence run for him building towards some of these country cups. What do you do with him now? Where, where, where does he go next? Uh, look, at this stage, I think he's he's going to head towards Nelson. He just head up there for the for the cup first day, and uh, and yeah, that that'll be his next target, Nelson Cup. All right, looking forward to seeing him up there. He's a very good staying type, and he proved that uh, at the Mott. Um, Right, let's get into what is going to be a pretty busy period uh, for you coming up, Timothy, because you head to Rangiora on New Year's Day. And just on the season, have, have you been satisfied? It's been a, a season of transition in many ways for the Stonewall team. 
because uh, of of the move now to the Rolleston base. But, um, yeah, you must be looking forward to 2024 and some of these babies stepping out. We spoke to Steve earlier on in the show, and that's exactly what he was saying. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, the, the big part's been, been the move. Obviously, it's been uh, a wee, wee while in the making, but... Uh, you know, we're getting closer to getting into the main barn, which is you know getting pretty exciting. So, we're pretty lucky now we're able to use the tracks and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to you know sort of cranking the numbers up. And like I say, it's been a good season. Probably the back end of it's probably been better for me than the front half. But uh, you know, lucky enough to get get some good experience in Aussie in the front half of the season. And uh, probably just those couple of suspensions probably probably made a made a slow start in the season. But you know, pleased with the second half of the season. You know, uh, is that something you'd like to do a bit more of if, if you get that opportunity and the, and the horses do front up? Is, is Australia somewhere where you, where you would like to show them what you've got? Oh, definitely. I think it's um, yeah, it's another challenge in itself and, that, you know, prove that this time around it's, um, you know, it's not for the faint-hearted. But, you know, if you've got, got the right horses, it's, it's definitely uh, where the good money is and, you know, that's, you know, that's where you want to be, chasing chasing the good horses with the good stakes. So, um, you know, it's definitely definitely something you strive for to find those horses. And uh, like you say, the amount of babies we've got, hopefully we can sort through and find some of those ones that could be good enough to take over. All right, Rangiora is where you'll be on New Year's Day. Couple for the Stonewall team. Louis Maguire thought cleared maidens really nicely on the grass. Uh, high hopes came out of that race and won its next start. So uh, the form's been franked there. And I don't see any reason why the step uh, up will make a difference for this horse. No, we're really pleased to get the one on the board. Obviously, it was we were on the making, but uh, you know, done it nicely and has come through the run really well too. So, might look a tricky draw, but I think over the 2600, it mightn't be the worst place to be. So, he might need a touch of luck. But uh, I think, as he showed on the grass last start, he's, he's got a good turn of foot. So, obviously, the Duns one looks looks nice horse. Could be the one to beat, but um, you know, he'll give a good account of himself. Yep, I'm sure he will. Uh, lethal speed is is a pretty smart type. Um, I, I agree with you there. What about Sweet Diamond? Comes out of a Group One, but cops a wide front row draw as well. You look actually really happy with her. She had a trial probably you know, fortnight and a half ago, and that was deciding whether we went south or not. And you know, on face value, the trial may have looked good, but by her standards, she was obviously wasn't good enough off the trial to go south. So we've had a wee bit of time between to critique her to where, where we need her, and I think. You know, Rangira just looks a nice stepping stone coming out of those group races where she's uh, you know, just found it a little bit tough. So, you know, couldn't be happy with her work. And, you know, I think the 2600 suits, you know, she'll get plenty of time to work her way into the race. And, uh, you know, I think she's, she's a strong chance. All right, and there's a couple of scratchings uh, out of that already. So it comes in a couple of spots. A few other drives there. Melody Yard and Elite Sticks for... Uh, uh, Mr. Payne, uh, Kairaki Delight for Paul Kerr, Secret Cocktail. What what would be the best? Who's Queen's another one you're driving. What would be the best of those other drives, do you think? Probably Grant, so I think they'll take a lot of improvement off their first up run. Um, I know one of them's got a sticky draw, but yeah, you probably probably each way each way chance if they get a little bit of luck in the running. All right, let's go to Omakau on the second. Uh, built for Glory, Ahoka Connor Beach Flyby. They're three decent drives without even looking at any of the other opportunities you might have. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's obviously uh, yeah, a race meeting that we've had picked out for a wee while now, and hopefully we've got the um, got the right stock heading into, heading into the meeting. 
All right, which of those? I mean, Ahoka Connor comes out of the derby last time and uh, he won the Green Mile prior to, prior to that. He, he's going to be competitive in whatever race he, he goes around in, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, go around Omakau. They normally go very hard, so what chance do you give him? It's a, it's a good field. Franco Indy's there. Uh, he's come up favourite, equal favourite, with the, the Invercargill Cup winner, American Me. Yeah, give him a good chance, Greg. But like I say, small field. They can be a little bit tactical in, in tricky races, but... Uh... Yeah, it is a step up. I know he's coming out of a derby, but like touched on, yeah, Whitey's won, coming out of winning a Group One at last start. Um, yeah, it's a smart types, Franco Indy, and you know, one change. You know, they've been been in that grade for a while now, sort of seasoned campaigners. But uh, yeah, my fella gets a good trip. You know, he's, he's got a good turn of foot. He won't disgrace himself, and you know, he'll, he'll get his chance in what's a small field. So just going to need a little bit of luck and running potentially on how the races run. But um, you know, going to be a very exciting race. What about Beach Flyboy? Will he need a run? Look, I think whatever he does, he'll improve on. If he gets the right run, he, he can definitely be be amongst it. He's, um, you know, I think the draw and the race at, at maps good for him. He's basically he's run one. He's generally been through a lot of speed, so you know he's probably looking for for a nice trip in transit. But uh, if he gets that, he's definitely got the ability to carry him a long way in there. And you go to Roxburgh with a couple of decent chances. Carlua flyby out of a Group 1, and Artie B. Mickey's uh, always shown plenty of talent in behind Raklu a few times. So, um, yeah, you'd be looking forward to getting to what is a pretty unique circuit, Roxburgh, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's one that's been pretty um, pretty good hunting ground for us in the past. So, uh, you know, looking forward to getting back there. And like you say, two nice chances. We've been really pleased with um, Artie B. Mickey, the way she's come up this time. She's really strengthened up and... She seems seems a different horse, and you know, off her work, she's been working beach flyby, so get a good line on if, if he goes good the first day, then, um, hopefully the form will stack up for her. All right, what's your best over the next uh, three race days for our Trots Talk listeners? I think Sweet Diamond Greg, she's um, you know, class filly, and you know, off her work, she suggested um, she'd be in there to arrivals tomorrow. All right, really appreciate your time. Tim, go well. No worries. Thanks so much, Greg. So big thanks to Tim Williams on the other side. We'll wrap it all up for 2023 with our bookmaking friend, Matt Peden. In your home straight on Trot's Talk to wrap up 2023. Man who's given us so much of his time uh, throughout the year, Matt Peden. Compliments of the season to you, Matthew. Good morning, Gregory. Lovely to be joining you for one last time in 2023, mate. Yeah, well, I know how busy you've been because, wow, we've had some racing. I know it always happens at this time of year, but you literally do go day to day to day, which I'm sure you guys do, uh, putting the markets out. And just on that, I want to uh, give a bit of a bouquet out here because what you've done throughout the year, and and obviously Entain's had a part to play in it, but you've got to be motivated by uh, your own actions as well. Getting the markets out, getting them out quickly, uh, particularly around feature races, has been... A real highlight for me in the last couple of months, maybe even slightly longer than that, and it's obviously a mandate that you're looking forward to following in 2024. Yeah, thanks for that acknowledgement, Greg. I'm sure the, the whole team would uh, will appreciate that when they do hear this. Uh, when they do hear this, but it's uh, it's been good. The punters have received it well, and um, it gives them the opportunity to to play races in in different ways through multis and whatnot, and it also gives a bit more exposure to the clubs holding those races. So. I'm sure it'll continue into 2024 and uh, and hopefully we can build off that. Matt, is it not a case now of saying, right, these fields, the markets will come out at 4 o'clock the previous day, you guys will get them out as soon as you possibly can. So the punters just have to keep an eye on it, don't they? And, um, yeah, I, I just I just think you, you need to be more aware out there. 
Yeah, particularly through Christmas, and uh, I have, I've had no indication it's going to change in the 2024. But yeah, as you said, um, we've been trying to get races out as quick as we can. I know you can already bet on Omicow. You've been able to bet on Omicow since yesterday. Rangura have been up since yesterday, and uh, we'll try and get what right up when we can. But uh, it gets a little bit tricky with the day two meetings throughout this part of the year. But um, I'm sure as we get to the back end of January and early February, we may get uh, a few more of those up early. So yeah, something to build on. All right, eight race program out of Alexandra Park. Country's uh, leading horse is there. His name is Akuta. I'm picking a lot of multis that be running through him. He's at two dollars. You'd actually be really surprised, Greg. He's uh, he's not as well supported as what you may expect. Whether or not the punters are a little bit fearful of the fact that uh, it's his first run since uh, since Show Day, and uh, and he's off a pretty decent mark with bigger fish to fry when he gets to gets to Australia or not. Uh, but they're actually happy to play Don't Stop Dreaming in the race at the moment. He's into $3.20, open three fifty, I think, earlier in the week. So, look, I think if we get closer to jump time, the uh, the lazy dollar will go with a cooter and he'd be well supported, as you'd expect. But, uh, yeah, probably not the uh, the split in money that we expected to see when we priced the race. All right. Uh, he looks the one to beat in that. I suppose the same can be said for the final race of the season with Resolve. The scratching of Dream of Views meant uh, her price has... Uh, Coming considerably, I think a dollar eighty last time I looked. Anyway, yeah, she's into a dollar eighty, and she does look really well placed when you consider what she was able to achieve on uh, in the Dominion and and uh, as well building through that carnival. So, dollar eighty now. Just looking at the book, everything else is reasonably cold. So there's probably a chance that she'll get in even shorter than that one eighty when we get to uh, get to jump time. All right, what unfolds for New Year's Eve for you, Matthew? Uh, do you get up to much? Do you get involved? Do you look forward to the new year? Do you set a resolution? Uh, look, resolutions I don't tend to stick to, so I'm not going to waste my time with that, Greg, but uh, <laughs> get to head up to, uh, to Alex Park this morning and um, actually lucky enough to have a share in, uh, in Benton Wynn who goes around in the in the box seat, hot the trot final. So be nice to win that with that name, but um, I'm sure it'll be a good <laughs> racing up there and uh, really look forward to it. Yeah, well, good luck uh, with Benton Wynn. Fantastic last time. And, um, yeah, I'm sure if he if he trots all the way and handles Alexandra Park, which he's clearly getting better at, he'll have a, a big part to play on that. Thanks again for everything you've done in 2023. Look forward to the new year with you, Matthew. Pleasure, Greg. And you enjoy your night tonight, wherever you may be. Yeah, I certainly will do that. That's Matt Peden. That has been Trot's Talk for... 2023. Massive thank you to Michael Guerin for the majority of the season, but then he sort of toddled off and uh, producer dude Robbie's been pushing all the buttons right throughout the year. Robbie, uh, to you and your family and uh, yeah, whatever you're doing tonight, um, I'm sure you'll enjoy, but um, thanks so much for everything you've done throughout uh, the year. That has been Trot's Talk. Good luck on the punt today, Alexandra Park. They do get underway at 4.25 uh, and a big program there for you to invest in. That's Trot's Talk for 2023.